Hi, this is Kimberly, and I am here with Miranda. Tipsy Mystics are having happy hour yet again. And we'll start out with what we're drinking. What are you drinking today, Miranda? I'm drinking um, the bougie from the Hamptons, Wolfer Rosé Cider. Have you Holy been? Moly. Have you been to the Wolfer Vineyard in on Long Island? It it is I like going not. to Italy. But on Long Island? On Long Island, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I want to go there. Let's have a trip, especially yeah, if wine involved. Absolutely. Their wine's amazing, but this is their, their cider. It's, it's tasty, too. Very cool. I am drinking. I just opened a new bottle of Fry Biodynamic Zinfandel. Mm from 2017. I almost, so, I almost got some today. I went to the liquor store to their organic section. I bought a bunch of stuff. So let I me, know. they had that. Let me know if you like it. I like it. It's different. It's very syrupy. Do you know what that means? Like when it's syrupy, it's like thick and I am so not a wine connoisseur. So there's words for what so I'm trying to say, but I don't know what yeah. they are. Yeah, that's the technical word for it, syrupy. Syrupy. So it is kind of syrupy, but it is, it's, it's got a lot of body. How about that? Okay. Yeah, that's a wine word. Congrats. Okay. I don't <laughs> know if it, it applies properly here, but for right now, I'm totally okay it's, with that. It's so. got legs. <laughs> it's got legs. <laughs> so today, I thought that we were going to talk about life as you're heading into 5D and the state of being like weird with no frame of reference of what is coming up and basically when you it, get to go it's ahead. getting weirder that's basically it's getting weirder because as you start letting go of all of those basic assumptions about what life is supposed to be all of a sudden you've got, or like, okay, that was a lie. Okay, this was a lie. Okay, I believe that and it's totally not true. And so once you start throwing that stuff out little by little, you're like, so what is true? What the hell is going on? All of it and none of it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, like- And that's the weird part and that's the zero frame of reference part. Because everything you thought was true, which is where you get your frame of reference, um, you, it just starts to like unravel in little tiny pieces, little threads of your, the fabric of your life um, just gets really, really thin. <laughs> <laughs> you start wearing holes through it and you're looking yeah. through and you're like, wait, that, that was like something everybody thought was true like time yeah oh time, god i think is time i think is the biggest one and like i start to see things spiral back again and i'm like you know what i am not exactly sure that that was actually yesterday so I'm like, I know I was just here and it couldn't have just been yesterday because that was definitely not 24 hours that just flew by. Yeah. I mean, and the days and the weeks, especially during this um, quarantine period, like 
a day, a week, a month that I have the past three months could have been a day. I truly don't know. Yeah, I, I have to actually look. If if the phone didn't have the calendar on it and like I've, it says Friday, I would yeah. not know. Right. So, and you and you've worked from home for a while, so um that could have been weird for you for a long time and I'm sure it just got odder. It definitely got regardless. odder and actually it got odder when we started being quarantined for some reason. I don't know why, but it just seemed like I was always in that space of working from home, but now everybody was in the same situation as me. And it kind of ended up like we're all on an even keel now as far as like relaxation and like, um, you know, how people all of a sudden got casual. <laughs> <laughs> Like all these lawyers that I would see on camera that always had suits and ties. Now they're in a freaking t-shirt talking yeah. to me and things like that. So all of a sudden I'm like, wait, this is totally different from what it's been like. All because all of a sudden everybody's environment changed and they had no expectations of that happening. It was like completely unexpected for most people. Yeah. And it's not just their environment that changed. It's to really, they're everyone's. And that's what, you know, this whole making people stay at home, the universe creating this, this situation where everyone's staying at home. It's really just had to break down all of your expectations and your frame of reference. Like what is a work day anymore? It has changed so much, even over the past four months since I've been working from home. And what is tomorrow going to bring on the public spectrum? Who knows? Like, it has removed all frame of reference, all expectations. Um, your ego can no longer create a future based on a past because the past is irrelevant right time as we used it as a tool before is 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 leaving is leaving the planet is leaving the consciousness like we no matter where you are on the planet at a at a consciousness level like you can no longer use the past to create your future because it's it's irrelevant and that's what this sort of uh disaster, whatever we, pandemic, whatever we want to call it, um, wonderful opportunity <laughs> has, has, has given people um, that shift that we all needed. But uh, it, it's, it's just getting weirder. And for those of us who are, you know, further along, the weirdness is, is, and the and the zero frame of reference just becomes more and more bizarre and you know more interesting and more fun hopefully definitely. <laughs> it's definitely more fun for me so i want to bring something up about that and i want to talk about how we get our news so all of a sudden everybody's at home they're all hooked up to their devices and 
they sign on to the news or their feeds for Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and they're reading information. Now, when you're at home and you're not going out and you're not being in an environment outside of your home where there's new stimuli coming in, we are completely dependent on what those devices are telling us. And so I realized that it's pretty damn easy to dupe a human. Like, how easy is it to believe that it's fact what's coming in through your feed, right? I mean, I work in, in the internet business, so I could literally whip up a web page in like an hour and put whatever the hell I want on it and get it indexed relatively quickly. Someone can go to my site and just read what I said and believe it. And that is fact. And they start running with their lives with that information. But is it true? So that's a fucking rabbit hole right there. It's the rabbit hole of rabbit holes. The internet is. <laughs> it is. But I mean, isn't it amazing how easy it is to believe something that comes up in your feed or is on a website? I we make all of these all of these decisions and these assumptions that these, these uh, new, not just news, just any kind of mm -hmm. resource has more information than we do because it's coming at us. And that is one of the biggest things that gets weirder when you're home faced with that. And that's your only input. Yeah, uh, it is. It gets increasingly difficult when you're at home I mean I'm you know I live by myself you live by yourself and you're constantly looking to get a connection with other people so I'm on Facebook and Instagram and you know Twitter and all these things far more than I ever was before because I'm home by myself I need some sort of connection with other people so you're just constantly on them and they say in different uh, different messages are just keep coming up. And, you know, I'm someone who tries to, if I'm following something, I try and follow, you know, both sides, whether it's politically or um, news worthy news stations. And uh, it's, it's too much. Cause it is, but is it real? It's all real. I mean, it's all real. It's all, you know, it's all true. And, to that person's perspective. Right. It's, it's but does true. that mean that you have to believe it? Not you, oh, just anyone. I mean Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, because there's so there's so much and it's all true. So it's really a decision for yourself what you choose to believe. And we've always done it, but we've done it from a different level, a different perspective, or maybe you don't have uh, the bigger picture. Well, we've also done it because, you know, we believe things just because everybody else believes it instead of asking ourselves, do I really believe that? Does that, mm -hmm. is that really true? Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, the whole idea of what someone's truth is, is huge. Right. So you were saying, you know, it's true for someone and their perspective and whomever wrote whatever they wrote, they believe that it was truth when they wrote it, hopefully, right? For the most and, part, yeah. 
but it's up to the reader to determine, do I really believe that? Is that my truth? Right. And when you're, when you're working on your awakening, you're going to start asking yourself, is that really my truth? Is that what I want to be my truth? Because when you're creating your reality, you get to choose what your truth is. And I think that's what really makes it weird is that, wait, do I really have that much power to choose what my truth is? Absolutely. And I, I know we've talked about this before that I'm struggling a lot now with um, having a limitless life. Like, what do I, I don't even know how to make decisions. How do you make a decision when they're all open to you, right? Like, you how do you actually know what decide? Is, yeah, you don't even know what the possibilities are because we've been so limited for so long. Yeah. So like, oh, I'm allowed to not believe this person just because, you know, they're in the spiritual community. You don't have to believe what they're saying just because they're quote unquote awake. You can be a totally different kind of awake, right? You can be a totally different level. (laughs) You can be, you can have a a very different path. You know, we all have, we're all 100% unique individuals. That's the only reason we exist. We wouldn't, be taken up space in another body and another consciousness. If we weren't totally unique, there would be no point. And so you don't have to uh, believe anything that anyone says, and you're allowed to believe only part of what they say, right? I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, when I started waking up that I would follow and listen to, and now I'm like, oh God, no, no, (laughs) not my, not my timeline. Not for me. That was so last timeline. (laughs) Yeah, no, thank you. And these people have, you know, been, you know, awake and, uh, you know, contacting and channeling angels and beings for the past 20 years. And I'm like, oh, no, honey, you're not where I am. (laughs) And I don't want to be where you are. And there's a reason why why they're there. And that's fantastic. You know, they're they're there to connect with people at a different level. And and I'm not going to be there. But it, it was hard to be like, well, am I allowed to believe something different than what this person who seems to be uh, an expert, you know, a pioneer, a leader in this sort of new paradigm, am I allowed to not think that way? Am I wrong? Am I not where they are? Um, and you just have to come to a point where you're like, fuck that. <laughs> One of my favorite lines for the past couple weeks has been, you know what? That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask myself, do I have to believe that? No, that's bullshit. That's a lie. And I can't believe how many lies are just falling away because I'm like, that's their truth, but it's not my truth. Therefore, it's a lie. Yeah. Especially if there's fear involved because, I mean, since ultimately our essence is pure love, anything that's fear is a lie. Yeah. So it takes us back to the news again, where if you're reading things that put fear in you, you're reading a lie to you at least, right? That's your, that's your gut telling you that that is totally not true for you. Yeah. I mean, I remember back to, um, I say remember back, if people haven't read it then, um, you know, that the Abraham Hicks stuff when they, and they lay this stuff out really, really straightforward that someone 
not even close to awake can, and can understand. And they say, as soon as you start to have a negative feeling about something, as soon as you hit that point, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not something you need to worry about. You know, it's not your path. That's, it's either not your path or just not something that like you need to worry about. Maybe there's a higher aspect of you that's going to take care of that. Right. So in any, there's so many reasons why something could make you feel negative, anxious, fearful, angry, lots of things. And you can always say, okay, that's just, that's my stopping point. I'm not going to go further down that path. That's great advice. So what about judgment? So let's say you're walking taking your walk and you start and you see things that of course the universe slash you send to yourself to see how you're going to respond, right? Whatever it is that let's say a year ago would have just totally sent you into a tizzy or like just beyond annoyance and, you know, flipping the bird at someone. What's that like now a year later? Yeah. I mean, the judgment's is slowly getting better, but it's definitely still there. <laughs> it's definitely for for me one of the hardest things to give up um, judging myself. And just to point out, when you're judging another person, that is you judging yourself. So don't. <laughs> when I say I'm judging myself, that's just the way I deal with other people. Judge themselves via judging other people. But it's it's getting easier in in that I notice it and I'm aware of it and anytime it happens I stop myself and say why are you why are you judging yourself or why are you judging this other person or what does that mean um and you know it's getting to a point where even knowing the why is irrelevant yeah see that's a huge thing knowing the why and it's useful for a while. It's very useful, super it useful. Is. And well, then, but it comes to a point where it's just like, it, it, maybe it's not even me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm dealing with something that's, you know, another person or the collective or something else. It's just something, it's just something that's coming up. It's just a feeling that's coming up to be felt. It's just an experience that's coming up to be felt. It's just something that's, you know, in your awareness that that you can be aware of, that you can take something out of it. Or, or again, you have the choice to say, no, I don't want to deal with that right now. Or I don't want to think about that right now. Or, you know, honestly, I don't, a lot of times it's actually, um, things come up and it's like, oh, I don't actually feel that way anymore. It's just kind of like a reminder to yourself that, oh, look, you've checked that box off. You can move on. Just kind of like clearing, clearing the to-do list. Almost <laughs> say, oh, yeah. you know what? No, I don't feel that way anymore. But you know, you, the universe will send you some things just to check, just as a reminder. Do you still have feel that way? Have yeah. you still changed? And so, recognizing that makes it way easier rather than falling back down into the basement, as we say, mm-hmm. and revisiting all the miserable times that are associated with that lesson yeah so and you tell and you say why why haven't i figured this out yet 
Oh, when and you start messing with yourself again. Yeah. And then when the universe, all they're saying is like, don't, but you did. We just wanted to let you know you did a good job and you mm-hmm. passed this. We just wanted you to know that. Um, but instead we go, we just get in this pattern of always thinking there has to be a lesson, always thinking we have to be uh, learning something and growing and it all has to be hard right? It all has to be, it all has to be some sort of like hard as fuck test, you know, like trigonometry. (laughs) I love trigonometry. That was my favorite, that in geometry, big surprise there, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it it basically is. Insert your hard math thing here. (laughs) Yeah. So it's basically expecting again, that's another assumption that yep. your awakening is going to be difficult. You're going to have to, you know, transmute all this trauma for yourself and for the collective. And it, like you said before, yeah. it works for a while until yeah. after a while you're like, that's boring. Yeah. That was, that's your frame of reference for a, a long period of time. You're just like, Oh shit, I'm going down the hill again. I'm just rolling and rolling and rolling and crying <laughs> and having a shit day and going through every trauma from my entire life and reliving all of this. <laughs> and so when it comes up again, it was a couple of weeks ago, I think during, you know, one of these fucking eclipses or something. And you were like, oh, I'm having a bad day. It's like, oh, I know my bad day's coming. It's probably tomorrow. And I was like prepared for it. Yeah. I was, cause I was in this pattern of like every few days, you get another hit, you get another shit that takes you down. And I was just waiting for it. And I was like, it's, it's coming probably tomorrow. It's coming. Then, I'm waiting for t- it. And then tomorrow came and I was like, well, I'm, I'm fine. I nothing all day. I was like, nothing happened. There was no. She's waiting. She's thing. waiting. Like, okay, I'm waiting for the piano to fall on my head. I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> and it just didn't, it didn't fall on my head. Um, it didn't even fall out of the window. Uh, it was actually just probably playing a, a beautiful concerto or something. <laughs> and, yeah, and, but see, and, but it was just like, I had that expectation and I was waiting for it because that was the pattern I had been in for, you know, weeks or maybe two months at that time. And it was just like, Oh, am I done? Okay. I'm allowed to be done. You're allowed to be done. I love how you remind me of that because I am one of those people that has, you know, I'm 55 years old. So I've got a shitload of like anniversaries and people's birthdays and divorce dates and things like that, where I'm like, oh, here we are on the calendar again. And, oh, I must have to clear something from fill in the blank event. And so as the calendar was bringing me closer and closer to this stuff, I'm like, oh shit, I know I'm going to have to clear. So I may as well like not go out or mm-hmm. not put on makeup or expect to be drinking or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> going to get, get my, my, s- my wine shipment in. <laughs> <laughs> because I know I'm going to be purging something, mm-hmm. right? And then after a while, I realized that I don't barely look at the calendar anymore. And I was finding that all of those significant dates had come and gone and I forgot. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot to heal and I, because I didn't need to heal anymore. Yeah. What a wonderful feeling. So please, if you are in that situation, you can make the choice to say, I'm done. 
Yeah. And you can allow those feelings to come up and like, oh, if there's a feeling that comes up, like, oh, I kind of feel a little shitty today. Let me see what I can do to have fun and not even have to find the reason behind it mm-hmm. anymore. That's so, I, I mean, probably one of the things that um, I'm really happy to to realize is that you don't have to continue to understand the whys of everything. You do not. Awakening is not going through literally every second and moment of, you know, your entire past and like figuring out everything that happened to you and why. Um, you don't, you don't have to. You don't a have lot to. of the stuff, a lot of the stuff you've already figured out, you've already healed from it, you've already moved on from it. So it's just irrelevant, you know, and, and you don't have to keep reliving that shit. You can just say, all right, yeah, no, I feel good about it. I'm so. Good. So if those things happen to you, they come up, you, you get to maybe take a second and go, have I dealt with that? Am I over it? Okay. Yeah, I'm over it. Get, get out of my, get out of my fucking face. Get out of my fucking face event. <laughs> experience. Event, Con- experience. Content. You know, and, and I have noticed that, you know, some of the things that I was not ready to deal with and stuff, I would deal with them in my dream state and I would wake up with that like realization. I'm like, oh, I totally did some heavy ass lifting last night yeah. while I was asleep. Yeah. That's another thing. We do so much that we don't even know about, you know, in the other realms and when we're sleeping and, you know, let, let the higher self take care of that shit. Yes. Right. We're doing the heavy shit here. Earth? So like, l- yeah. put whatever you want, whatever you want on their shoulders. They can, t- they can handle it a lot better. So I want to talk about superstition now. And, you know, because we're deciding what is true for us and what isn't. And I want to mention my little trip, my walk this morning in which I'm happily in like enjoying the plants and thanking all the ferns for being and all that you know, good loving stuff. And all of a sudden I feel this on my shoulder and a bird pooped on it. And I'm like, oh, I went back right back to that. What was that movie with Diane Lane? And she's in Tuscany and she, she's looking at the house to rent and the bird poops on her and the Italian grandmother goes freaking nuts. Oh, um, something in Tuscany. (laughs) Something in Tuscany. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that, and I'm like, oh shit, that must be good luck. And all of a sudden I attached a meaning to that occurrence, right? Now I could have been, if I were in a bitchy mood, I could have been like motherfucking birds, God damn it. You know, and of course I'd look up and curse at it. And another one probably fall into my eye because I'm calling that to myself, right? But I chose to make it good luck because good luck sounds like way more fun. Yeah. And so I continued on for like another block. And that's when I found, I saw a dollar on the street. I'm like, oh shit, it's time to play the freaking lottery, man. Because (laughs) I knew from Googling that a bird poops on you is a sign that you're going to win the lottery. I'm like, well, hell. And then a dollar on the ground. I'm like, this is a freaking sign. Yeah. But what I did was I attached a meaning to those occurrences and I could have attached any meaning. Absolutely. A negative one, 
I mean, it's literally a bird shitting on you. I think it would be very easy for you to attach a negative meaning. To, considering to I walk under trees on. all the time, right? Yeah. So it's like one time out of how many thousands of times I've walked under a tree, but I gave it that, that meaning because, oh, sorry, because it sounds like a lot of fun to win the lottery. Yeah. So why not attach that meaning to it and head in that direction? Yeah. And I think that's um, the way to start. You start any of these superstitions or new ways of, of um, looking at the world. An easy way to start is just like throw positivity at it if you want. That's fine. Just like, just think of it in the most positive way. And I'm sure that will make your life, your day slightly if not immensely better. Why not? But Why not? There, but there also comes a point when you don't have to assign any fucking meaning to getting pooped on. That's also an okay decision. Just be like, oh, interesting. Got yeah. pooped on. I'm that person since coincidence ended that like every single thing that happens to me has some kind of relevance. So. Yeah. And being a creative artist and that sort of thing, I'm like, oh, that's got to have some deep meaning. Of course, assigned somewhere to extraterrestrials, right? Yeah. (laughs) So I want to know where the hell the superstition came from that if you walk under a ladder that there's imminent death somewhere nearby. Have you, do you know? I I don't know. I feel like all of these things are from like the Victorian era. I don't know why. Well, they had nothing very, to do. Very specifically the Victorian era. It had nothing Not to do. Not any other time. Just no. specifically that one. And because they, those women were so bound up in corsets, there's no way they could think properly. Right. right. Oxygen. I mean, I mean they, their <laughs> lungs were clearly um, uh Retracted, right? Yeah. Retracted everything. Yeah, they, the oxygen to their brain wasn't happening. They swooned a lot because they couldn't breathe. Yes. So, not because you were gentlemen, gentlemen. <laughs> and not because you were going to, you walked under a ladder, right? No. So, but you're right. Like there were so many things that came up, the black cat crossing your path yeah. and, and all probably, those things. We said as kids, I mean, there were the ones, you know, like um, stepping Step on a on crack. crack, but we just made shit up as little kids. I can't, I'm not thinking of one now, but um, we just made shit up because you need, you need a reason and you need an expectation and you need to know, you need to feel like you have some sort of control in your life. So that's why people make this shit up. That's it. And so we are at a point where if you want to practice like being in control of your superstitions and giving them whatever meaning you want, I think that's a great start and making them all positive sounds fun, but there's going to come a point where you don't have to assign meaning to everything. You're going to look at it and say, you know what? I'm going to be neutral about this. You're just going to allow, it's not even like neutral. You're just going to allow it to happen. Just say, oh, this is an experience I'm having of getting, um, taking a lovely walk and finding a dollar or um, having a, a bird visit me <laughs> uh, during his bathroom hour. During and his bathroom hour. 
I never saw the bird. I never saw the culprit. He was hiding in the tree. I mean, I don't know what the the um, trajectory is. The bird. <laughs> I don't know. It didn't seem How fast like it falls. He could have been like far, far high up. No, he it seemed like fine. he was in the tree because it was like, you know, you, you hear the sound. Like if it were coming from a really high, high perspective, it would like really make a splatting sound. But it was just, just. Let me, let me tell you one time I needed to get, I had a rock at my windshield. The little crack was too big for them to patch it. I had to get my windshield replaced. They, they come to your work now. You just park, park. So I parked my car further away, like out in the parking lot where no one's around it. No trees, nothing. So I parked We don't there. have things like that in LA, but I, I can imagine it. Yeah, there's a place in the world where there's no trees on top of your car. And um, so anyway, so I get my windshield. The guy comes, fixes my windshield. Roughly around 3 p.m., he leaves. Brand new windshield, sparkling clean, fresh as a daisy. I come out I come out of the office around 5 p.m. Not a tree anywhere near the thing. And I have never seen the amount of <laughs> birdoo-doo that has landed right smack eye level, driver's side. <laughs> the crack was probably better. Right? So ridiculous. Like that like do i need to assign meaning to that no it's just like all right <laughs> at least you can is it good luck it, right? is it bad luck is it whatever it's it's just bird poop on my, it's kind of funny it's what it, it, it is what it can be it's just um it is what it is but i didn't i didn't like i didn't win the lot i didn't try to play the lottery maybe oh. i should have maybe i should have um but i didn't i didn't think it was the end of the world either i just um went to um, use some windshield wiper stuff at the gas station. (laughs) Those little dirty things. Yeah, I squeegeed it. I squeegeed it. (laughs) Because my wipers weren't doing it. Well, let's talk about if you had come out and you had a shitty day at work and all of a sudden you see all this bird shit on your brand new windshield. What would your day have gone like if you had assigned a meaning of like mother fucking wing bastards right it would have just like it would have just been like pounding on pounding on another thing another thing right it just would have like brought you down more so it changes your frequency like immediately oh oh, yeah absolutely but it didn't do anything i mean and if you i guess assign something good to it maybe it'll help you out but um like my lottery I did buy yeah. lottery tickets this yeah, time. So, so did I. I bought them too because of you. So I'm assigning meaning to the bird pooping on you so that I'm going to win the lottery. So, but, <laughs> <laughs> but assigning meaning is, is okay in that, not- in that if you're going to run with it, if you're going to run with your creation and it's exciting to you to assign meaning to something. Yeah. Right. Then do it. Like yeah. I, I, I have a, I run some websites and one of them is a Buddhist website and I get all these articles done and it drives me freaking nuts that there are so, there's so much misinterpretation about the Buddhist religion in that they say you're not supposed to desire anything. And 
that's not that's not the case. I mean, it's it's been blown out of proportion, but it's okay to desire something if you're excited about it and you want to create using that information. That's so, exactly what we're supposed to do. Right, but I mean, I I don't I yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yes, good job. <laughs> and if you need, if you need, um, you know, a little event in your day to say, I'm going to buy that lottery ticket. So I, because I want to do all this stuff with all this, my lottery winnings, then, then that's just the thing that, you know, helped you down that path of like doing something that day. And I think that that's exactly how the world works. Well, you know, Bashar says uh, that when you're in 3D, the movement, the taking of action is the way we move forward in 3D. (laughs) However, your 5D person and your 4D person who's still dealing with time a little bit is the one that's making the decisions as to what to do. So we can sit here all day long on the couch and say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do this and this is going to come to me. But there is still that 3D activity that is done along with it in, you know, guided, not frantic, but guided. And so the lottery ticket in this case, okay, I had a superstition and the bird pooped on me and I saw a dollar. My reaction in the physical was to buy a lottery ticket. Exactly. And that sounds like a lot of freaking fun, right? Yeah. Okay. And and you got there because there was this superstition about yeah. it. I mean. It was fun, though, because when I looked it. it up, I'm like, oh, that's. And I remembered the movie. I, guess I can't remember the damn name. Someone should look it up. But I read. The, it's funny. I read the book and the book is absolutely nothing like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Superstition. Do we this continue where to we believe get them? Tipsy. <laughs> Do we continue to believe superstitions? Are they beneficial? Are if they, they make you, If they're fun to create from, why the hell not? I think as just don't take them seriously. I think that's the key. That's do not take them seriously. It's, but they're a fun thing. Anything. Don't take anything seriously. Seriously. Right. We're our, freaking dreaming. This whole thing. And I have symbols when I, when I go out into the out there, I have symbols that remind me of certain things. And one of the things that always shows up to remind me that we're in an illusion are those little takeout ketchup packages, right? Because whenever you were like for Halloween or whatever, you want to do a, bat, a cheap B movie, you'd, it would be like ketchup. Yeah. Right. And so I see, I always see these little splattered ketchup packets to remind me that we're in an illusion. (laughs) They show up everywhere. Like on in these, it's all a freaking dream. So what are you going to run with when it's your dream? Yeah. Just have fun with it. I think so. Yeah. The prop guy's having fun today. The prop guy. Now, now, I need to tell you, you probably don't know this, but before Hurricane Katrina, I was working in the film industry as in props. Oh, in the prop gals. Oh, it was so much fun. I got to wear a tool belt. I got to wear a tool belt. 
It was a 14-hour day. They had a craft services table with endless food and drinks. What else do you need? It was so much fun. I'd be so fat. But you're running around a lot. So you're standing around a lot too. But I mean, I would be making curtains for something or moving a pencil an inch over to the right. That was back when continuity was important. Oh, because that like so fun. It was amazing fun. But so like you would, the new take, the actor would pick up the glass with their right hand instead of their left hand. And I would freak out because it's, there's no continuity there. And so when I got to LA, I talked to some people that are still in the business and they're like, oh yeah, people don't give a shit about that anymore. They don't even bother editing that stuff out because the viewer doesn't even notice. They don't pay attention to those details anymore. And I was horrified. I'm like, what do you mean they don't notice those details? Or like, they don't give a shit. They don't notice. No. Oh my God. Kidding. But see, that's, you're creating your life based on those details, right? So if you're going to visualize something, for instance, you want to visualize it in whatever details are important to you, right? And there's some details that aren't important to you. And there's some details that are important to you. So if you're going to do it, focus on the details that are important to you and leave the universe, you know, let them, it's like a grab bag. Yeah. Right. This is what's important to me. And there's always good stuff in a grab bag, right? And maybe one or two things and then the rest of it's kind of iffy. And then there's some really shitty stuff, right? Yeah. So the more you specify, the more specific you get and then your belief systems have to support that specificity. <gasps> I did it without messing it up <laughs> as to what is important to you. It, absolutely. Okay. I mean, that's, um, that's what desire is, right? Whatever pulls you towards it and doesn't create one of those you know, negative reactions. That's, that's how you create. Um, I mean, I can't help but notice that we just entered Leo season uh, a day or two ago. and I have no idea what the hell that means. So Leo and the sun represent our choice makers. So Leo and the sun as the action planet, they are how we decide. They are who makes the choices in our lives. They are our identity. And when we're at a... I'm going to say lower frequency, denser, not in a higher awareness. Uh, our ego is the one who makes those choices. That's how we decide. That's how we make choices via that perspective. And then when we move into these higher new states in 5D, our higher self is the one making decisions, is the one making choices. It's, it's their desires, right? And a higher self in 5D has limitless desires. They know that they're allowed to have all of these things that they could possibly come up with in their head. And that there's also someone even an aspect of them higher that has a better idea of something even better, right? So there's a lot of, you feel better surrendering into that um, when you get in these higher states, because you know, there's a higher aspect of you. When you start paying attention, you go, holy shit, I would have never imagined that for myself, but here I am. I would have never, my ego would have never made that up. But there's another, there's another aspect of me higher 
who's allowed to make those choices. So it's just kind of shifting what part of you is making that choice. And that also has a lot to do with the surrender part, right? So the ego is like the first one to say, I know exactly what I need for myself and this is it and nothing else will work. And the higher self is like, (laughs) you have no fucking idea. This is like 0.000001% of the possibilities available to you. Mm -hmm. And why don't you just let me drive for a little while? right? Let's just have you sit in the, in the passenger seat, look out the window for a while, give me a little bit of trust and let's see where we can go. Yeah. And you, you start doing that slowly and you go, holy, okay. Uh, All right. All right. And then your ego is going to keep creeping up. Mine still does and goes, oh, but like, okay, that sounds great, but how is it going to happen, exactly. right? Then, oh my then, God. And then you fucking derail yourself. Yeah. You're like, okay, but how? Okay. Would, well, maybe this could happen or maybe that'll happen. And then that. you have to figure out that path. It's none of your freaking business. And then I start getting anxiety. I'm like, well, I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm going through this a lot now with like buying a house and I'm like, well, that's a lot of money. Am I going to be able to pay for that? What if this is the mortgage company is going to give me that money. It's not going to, and it's like, then I get in this spiral of like, well, this is probably impossible. <laughs> My <laughs> higher self is like, no, don't, literally don't worry about it. It'll, it'll work itself out. And it's important right where you are right there. And I know you'll bring yourself back up, but it's important to note that your thoughts will continue down that freaking yep. negative path into the basement unless you start recognizing that they are, right? And so it's always good to have some kind of process or uh, I call them like life preservers. Yeah, a safe word. <laughs> a safe word. Maybe you should come be. up with a, with a safe word. <laughs> right. Well, I call them icons in the game that I'm creating. There are icons that you can create that you, it's a mental image of something that when you focus on it, poof, it brings you right back up again. Yeah, like pink hippopotamus. And you're like, oh. Oh, I okay. feel good now. Like I have I would, no icon for hippopotamus. Uh, a pink one. Yeah, I think you need one because that, I think that's my one? I think that's my safe word because like I would never, that's never going to be a possibility that my ego would come up with. Like how is this going to happen? The pink hippopotamus is going to make it happen, right? The pink hippopotamus would never come up with that. But that's exactly how things happen. It's going to be the pink hippopotamus that comes in and like creates whatever path that you're actually supposed to be on that's wonderful and magical. So, but what you're doing with that is you're basically stopping your thought patterns. Yep. And so you're redirecting your thoughts back up to something that makes you laugh or makes you you know, brings the inner child back out. Yeah. Right. And so the whole idea is to stop those thought loops before they drag you down into the pits of hell mm-hmm. and, and it's hard to get back out. So um, surrender is really important there where, and, and I don't like, I don't know if I like the word, how, how most people use the word surrender in that it's like you're giving up yourself to a higher power yeah. rather than just kind of that, imagining that puts, yourself that on puts like the, the, uh, the thought 
the concept of the person in charge being someone that's outside of you or some right. sort of being that's outside of you. And that's absolutely not true. It's, it's still you. I, I was saying for a while that I was in this um, weird codependent relationship with my higher self. Cause I'd be like, but how do you know that's what I want? Exactly. Right. How do oh you know that's gosh. what I want? You and they're like your higher self. Yes. Because I'm you. We know exactly <laughs> what you want. Bitch. <laughs> It me. So, so I was in this weird relationship. I, I had a, a two months or something. And they're like, but we know, we know what you want. We know exactly what you want. You're going to get it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, but they, I, they're, but they're I not there going, to take anything away from you. Yeah. Why are you lying to me? <laughs> Why are you keeping <laughs> secrets? It was, it was very dysfunctional. I'm right um, there. I get it. I get it. I have that. I have that same argument. And so she always just sends me this little image of me on a big ass inner tube. And it's not just an inner tube. It's an inner tube with a cup holder. Mm, right. Mm, so mm-hmm, I can mm-hmm. put the, the glass of wine or the beer or whatever in the cup yeah. holder. And I am literally just floating down the lazy river and it's endless. It's just a lazy river and I'm good. And the water's warm. And you know, if you have to pee, there's it's a okay. hole in the inner tube. There's a hole in the inner tube and it's okay. Right. Oh. And so it's about you just, let, you just let it go. Just let it go. <laughs> just let it go. You're in the river. And you know, the fish are already going in there anyway. So this is meta surrender. <laughs> <laughs> but these are the visualizations that she sends yeah. me. And the whole idea, just like your pink hip- hippopotamus, is that it makes me laugh. Right. Yeah. And that, that immediately stops that negative thought loop and gets me back up into a higher frequency. Yeah. I do that uh, asking them for like a good image. Like I'll be like, all right, who am I talking to? Who do I need to talk to right now? And they'll just give me a ridiculous image every time. It's just something silly because they know I need it. And then I have a good laugh like, oh, it's um, one time it was Gritty, who is the uh, Philadelphia Flyers mascot, who's wonderful. Please follow him on what Twitter and Instagram. What uh, is he? He's the green thing, right? No, the Fanatics green. Gritty's orange. Ugh, it's been a long time since. But I'm anyway, sure. it was Gritty in a Santa costume came out. Um, oh. And I was like, I didn't, I, where would I pull that out of? But um, I loved it. And I was like, that is exactly what I needed right now, Gritty in a Santa costume um, or they would do for a while I was getting like uh, men shirtless men in skirts so oh, like, no, see, a, that's a native okay. a native skirts American, or kilts well it was uh, a Native American and sort of like a, a oh that's like a loincloth yeah like a loincloth oh, that's, t- that's then, not a skirt that's like and a, then like an Egyptian man also in a oh, loincloth yeah. um, every day it was like a skirts. new it What's was a new the skirt thing. Is it just easy access or what? Um, I mean, breathable. It was probably hot. <laughs> and Egypt is hot. That's true. And you don't. Um, maybe they're lifting a lot of things, so <laughs> you know you want to be able to like squat easily. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like I think that's a wonderful way to like start. Start communicating with your guides. Just kind of like close your eyes and be like, who do I need to see right now? And maybe you'll get a fun, um, 
a fun little sexy parade like I did. I don't get those sexy things like you do. So like when I'm really in the dumps, like falling in the basement and my higher self wants to bring me up, they'll send me images like they do to you, but mine are really weird. So I had, I used to have a ranch and there was this Guinea hen. And if anybody knows what Guinea hens are, they're the loudest freaking birds on earth. And this one Guinea hen got stepped on by a horse and so she had a bum leg and her name was limpy and limpy was the best guinea hen ever she was actually relatively quiet we got rid of all of the other guinea hens except for her and the image that my higher self sent me the other day when i was bitching was limpy with her bum leg on a skateboard And she's skating along with this little skateboard. (laughs) I love it. How creative is that? But all of a sudden, I forgot what the hell I was bitching about. Right? And you just giggle and it's great. And this this is how I know they're me. Because who other than my weird ass is going to come up with this shit? Exactly. That's how I know it's me. You know, and, and as the integration process occurs, it's, we start looking outside and we start seeing everybody, you know, initially as separate, but then we start realizing, oh, they're just all mirror aspects of us. And so once that kind of recognition comes in, all the stuff that comes to you, are like, oh shit, that's me too. And oh crap, that's me too. And the funny stuff is great, but maybe that not so funny stuff is like, oh crap. All right. Well, you know what? I love them. I love them anyway. Whoever they are, whatever they're doing, I love them anyway. And as soon as you do that. Fabulous shoes at least. (laughs) Exactly. Or look at that, you know, nice hair or Mm -hmm. whatever. And so rather than saying, finding all of those negative aspects of somebody else, you can find those positive aspects and say, oh, that's me too. Yep. That's good shit. Yeah. So one of the things we were talking about earlier is along with the importance of surrender is if I'm not in charge, who the hell is? There's, there seems to be this point in the awakening process where you are like, okay, I'm creating my whole reality and how did that happen? Yeah. Right? So there's like, am I creating it or are there all these other people working with me in unison to create this collective reality. Talk to me about that. Yeah. I mean, what I have, I mean, I'm, I'm not there yet. I, I don't have the best answer for you, but um, it, it's just a higher version of me. It's a, a version of me who has a different perspective. And they there still, are, there's, they're still separate to you right now. Um, yeah. I mean, I still think of them as sort of separate as like Going more than you. Uh, yeah, like big sisters, maybe we'll call them, right? Okay. Um, you can think of them as your future self if you want, because you will be them soon. Uh, I, if there I was re- time, but yeah. If there was time, but I, uh, that's a whole, we, we need to do a time, a time talk because there's so much there. But that, that aspect of you just has a different perspective. If you want to call it higher 
you can do that, but they have a different perspective. Just as you right now, think back to yourself um, as a teenager or in your early 20s or as a kid or whatever, and you go, oh, God, I have such a better perspective on that experience that I had now that I've lived you know, the past so many years, I have a totally different perspective on that. I see that differently. I understand I had to go through these things to like get to the point where I could have this perspective and, and think of that moment in this way. And that's exactly what these higher, higher aspects of you are. And there's, uh, there's, uh, it's not like there's three higher aspects of you. It's just a limitless amount of you at every slightly higher point. And whoever that is, is the relevant is going to help you out and give you that message. And it might be the Miranda from a month from now might be the one to like be telling me because they have the best perspective to be able to relate that message to me. And it might be the Miranda who exists outside of time and space. The Miranda with tentacles. The Miranda with tentacles. Uh, The Miranda without a body. The Miranda just who... is at whatever frequency or level that needs to help me at that point. So while that's a really hard thing to understand, I just kind of think of it as like, it helps me to think of it as like Miranda a month from now. Okay. Miranda, like two years from now, who would, how would that Miranda is the one telling me this because she knows, right. I think we can conceptualize that because we already do it with our younger selves, right. It's, it's that Miranda. And it'll just get higher and higher or further away, right? Who is Miranda at 150 years? She's the one telling me this, You're right? You're still going to be here 150 years from now. Yeah, I told an um, insurance um, <laughs> salesperson that this week. He called me about my uh, life insurance plan. I said, oh, I don't need that. I'm going to be alive for at least another 100 years. So why don't you give me a call back in like 80? <laughs> Ways to have fun with those who may not understand the eternal nature of our being. (laughs) (laughs) Why have life insurance when you're going to outlive the life insurance company, probably. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But um, (laughs) it's a great example of the weirdness of our new Our new world. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So anyway, that's just kind of how I like to think of like, who is the one really in charge? It's, it might, it's whoever needs to be in charge, but it's still an aspect of you and they still have, you know, your personality. They know who you are. Like your personality is unique to you, your signature, shall we call it. It, it's still you. And if it's, if you're 150 years from now, yeah, you've grown and you're evolved and you're probably hopefully a better version of yourself who's had more experiences and has a better perspective, but they're still you. So they know what you want now because they are you. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And, you know, when I was a kid, like seven, eight, nine, my sister was pretty much in charge of raising me and I still didn't understand time back then. And I used to have temper tantrums where I would stop my feet and tell her, I want it now. I don't want it tomorrow. I don't want it the next day. I want it now. And she's like, you just got to learn to wait. I'm like, no, you don't understand. 
And there was a little part of me trying, you know, maybe the older part of me trying to calm my seven-year-old ass down and explain to my sister that time doesn't exist, but I didn't have the words or the, you know, the wherewithal back then. But now that I look back at it, I'm like, I've been the most impatient human that's ever walked this planet, ever, ever. And my higher self is like, that's your biggest lesson right now. And so we're just going to keep, you know, allowing you to down that lazy river and perhaps you'll look over at the shore over there and see a lesson in patience. And the fact that you're eternal, you're not going anywhere. You're just hanging out forever. So you may as well enjoy it right where you are. Yeah, I'm with you. I hate patience. Patience sucks. Losers like patience. (laughs) (laughs) Who are those people that can just sit there and be like, I'm good. Okay, no, no, no. That, okay, the higher self just totally shut off that sentence and told me (laughs) to tell you this. I am the person. This is me right now, the Kimberly right now. This is who I am when I get to an intersection that has the little button that you press. Mm, press, 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 press. Okay, press. I do press it a lot, but it doesn't matter if there are no cars in either direction, my human ass will stand there until that little white guy shows yeah. up and I'm allowed to cross the street. I do the same thing. And I have seen people, I'm walking on Santa Monica Boulevard where it's packed full of people and they glare at me because I don't cross the street when they do against the light, right? They're like, what's wrong with this woman? Why is she still standing there? Because it's a perfect ability to be able to practice the patience. Like, you know what? I'm not in a hurry. I'm just going to wait for the white guy to show up. Yeah, that's true. I'm probably better at patience um, than I just sounded Oh, but wait in line? Forget it. See, I don't don't mind too much waiting in line. No, Um, no, no. no. Scorpios don't wait in line. You should know that. um, I don't don't know why. I think that would be an Aries thing. Got to go. Oh, it could be an Aries thing too. Got to go. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm better at that, but I'm I'm really impatient at the moment with the um, pace of, all my manifestations. And so I'm always like, give me a little, little something. Give me a little peekaroonie into what's coming. And they're like, just be patient. Every day, I ask Every freaking day we're quarantined. I mean, yeah. if this isn't one of the biggest lessons in patience, I don't know what yeah. is. And it's not just us. You know, it's the whole world that's all of a sudden <laughs> forced to be patient. Mm -hmm. they want it or not they have i mean if you're gonna follow law right yeah you're gonna if you're gonna abide by the law you have to be patient okay well i think we've gone first full circle right i think we have and again if you have any comments you can leave a voice message for us and we can include it in our next podcast but It was fantastic being able to drink with you as always, Miranda. Yeah, this is always so fun. I hope you will enjoy our our rabbit holes. And (laughs) there are a lot of rabbit holes. We have many to go down. So 
Cheers to all. And until next time, lots and lots of love. Cheers.